Well, it's an honor and a blessing to be here with you at Elam Hamilton. Uh, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Danny. Some of you may have heard her. Uh, she preached yesterday at the women's event uh, last night. And, uh, you know, we love your church. We love your pastors, aunts, and puro. And uh, I did this in the first service, but I'm going to do it again. I'm a big believer in giving honor where honor is due. And you guys, you're so genuine. You're loving. Your servant heart is just so inspiring. And so I want to give honor where honor is due. So can we put our hands together in appreciation for your incredible pastors? You are amazing. You know, I grew up in Hamilton. I spent 17 years of my life here, so this is like coming back home. So thank you for inviting me home. Uh, and in fact, one of my uh, primary school teachers is an elder here in the church. She came up just before, I think she's snuck out now, Lois McGregor. She was my primary school teacher, and uh, she's still teaching right now. And, um, you know, if you were to ask her 20 years ago, if you were to tell her that I would one day be up here preaching God's Word, she would have had a heart attack, I'm sure. I mean, if you talked to her, you would know that I was not a very well-behaved kid. In fact, I got into trouble all the time. But I'm just so glad that we serve a God who works all things together for the good of those who love Him. Amen. And so by God's grace, I'm here with you this morning, and I'm excited. Are you guys ready for the Word? Awesome. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I just thank you that you're such a good God. I thank you that your presence is here in this place, and I thank you for the opportunity to share your word, and I pray as, I, as, I'm, uh, uh, as I'm speaking, it wouldn't be my words coming out, but it would be your words, Lord. I pray your spirit would be ministering to the hearts of everyone here, and everyone will leave today having received something personal from you, in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen and amen. Well, just to let you know a little bit about myself, uh, my wife Danny and I were the young adult pastors at Elam Manurewa in South Auckland. Uh, I've been a, yep, a Ryan, good to see you there. And um, I've been a, a pastor full-time for three years now and absolutely love doing what I'm doing. But before I was doing this, I had a very different job. You see, before I was a pastor, I was a policeman. I know you can tell by my really good figure, but no, you see, everyone's always surprised when I tell them I'm a cop. They just say, Andy, you're just way too nice to have ever been a cop, but I promise you it is true. And uh, obviously, being a cop, there's some days where you uh, experience some pretty scary situations. Uh, but before I go into that, just to let you know, something about myself was when I was young, I was passionate about joining the police. Like, I, I wanted to be a cop with everything in me. Every time I heard that police siren drive past my house, I'd get excited. I'd go running out to see the cops. Completely opposite to reaction to ants. Whenever he heard the siren, he'd run away from the cops. I had to drop that one in there. But, you know, I was passionate. And so it was an incredible feeling when I finally got accepted into the police force. My plan was always to help people as well as speed around in that police car. And I loved my job. Had you asked me at the time, I would have said it was the best job in the world. But who knows that sometimes the plans that God has for us aren't always the plans that we make for ourselves. And so uh, after a while uh, of being a cop, God began telling me he wanted me to leave the police and come into full-time ministry. And so I do what we all do when we hear something we don't want to hear. I put my fingers in my ears and I went, la, 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 I'm not listening. And I ignored God. Why? Because I loved my job. But no, who knows that God is also nothing but persistent, right? And so he kept telling me he wanted me to leave the police and get into full-time ministry. 
And so I began to pray and fast about it, but the problem was fear had a hold of my heart. I had my whole life planned out. I just got my dream job. I was getting a good wage. I just got married to my wife and just moved into an apartment in the city, and now God was saying that he wanted me to change my whole life, and he wasn't telling me why. And so after a while of disobeying God, I I eventually gave in and and I said, okay, God, I'll do what you want me to do. And I left the police and became a pastor. And, uh, you know, it was not an easy decision to make, right? Danny and I had to take a huge pay cut in order to do this. And we didn't know how it was all going to work out. But we knew without a doubt that it was God's will for our life. And because of that, he would provide. We believed that God had a plan for our life, and so he would lead us in the right direction. And I'm so glad that God took me from my, calling, uh, from my career into my calling. Because I see more of God's favor and blessing now in my calling than I ever did in my career. Now, please hear my heart. I'm not saying you can't be operating in your career and your calling at the same time, because you can, right? But for me, in my particular situation, the two just didn't add up. And, uh, you know, I love this series that you guys are on at the moment, uh, you know, the pursuit of excellence. And I was thinking about that, and the truth is that when we have fear in our life, it can stop us in our pursuit to excellence. And as I mentioned, that whole process, I had fear in my life when God was asking me to do what He wanted me to do. And so I really want to touch on that this morning because I believe that fear is something that we all struggle with. And if we want to live a life of excellence and live the life that God has got for us, then we need to go beyond our fear by stepping up in faith. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to help you to have fearless faith. Someone say fearless faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about things that we cannot see. Essentially, faith is believing and trusting that what God says will come true even when we cannot see the evidence. You see, we all have areas of our life where we're required to have a certain measure of faith. For some of us, it might be with our finances, believing and having faith that God will provide what we need until our next pay. For some, it might be believing and having faith that what we studied will actually be in the exam and we'll be able to nail it. And for some, it might be having faith for that healing. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 that we live by faith and not by sight. See, faith is essential. It's not an optional extra, but we need to choose to switch it on. We need to choose to switch it on. But we live in a world today that's so doubting. We need to see it in order to believe it, right? And because of that, we end up having faith in some areas of our lives and not in others. We can be like, God, I have faith and believe that you'll help me with my studies and my exams, but I don't believe that you'll heal me because you didn't heal my mother that time, so how can I trust you to heal me? Or we go, God, I believe and have faith that you will help me find a job, but I don't believe that you'll provide the finances I need to survive this week because I've been praying and believing for so long and nothing's changed, so how can I trust you to help me? See, if a faith looks something like this, where you have it in some areas and not in others, then you're walking by what you see in your circumstances and not by true faith. You have some faith, but you're allowing your past fear, hurt, and discouragement dictate just how much faith you have. And you get a wound on your heart. So how do we heal this wound? We stitch up and we close the wound. This is called closure. And for the most, closure is forgiveness. Forgiveness. 
forgiveness towards whoever or whatever has hurt or offended us in the past. So one day when we need to have faith, those things no longer cause us to have disbelief. You know, you might be saying, yeah, well, Andy, it's not just that easy to forgive. You don't know what I've been through. Let me encourage you. It might not be easy, but it's not impossible. See, so if you're taking notes, write this down. The way to overcome these hurts, these, these wounds, is by firstly spending time in the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. Only these things can bring true healing to the heart and to the mind. And secondly, spend your time around good people who uplift you with positivity and belief. You know, the, uh, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul talks about putting on the armor of God. He says in Ephesians 6, verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, a lot of us, when we think of a shield, we think of something that looks a little bit like this. See, it's strong and it's solid and easy to move around to protect the parts of our body that we need it the most. However, the Roman shield of that time was called a scutum. And this type of shield would have been as large as a door and would have looked something like this. As you can see, it covers the person holding it, protecting them from all vulnerability. What the Apostle Paul is saying is that we need to have a faith that covers every area of our lives. It's not enough to have a faith that covers some areas and not others because then we're not fully protected from the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, who is the evil one? It's the devil. What are his flaming arrows? It's fear. It's all his plans to discourage, to hurt, to distract, to weaken and steal from you and I. So where do we start? We start, and this is my first point, we trust beyond the fear. We start by trusting God with our everyday needs and struggles. See, trusting God is, is just believing that he will do what he promises. Now, we know that Adam and Eve first sinned when they picked that forbidden uh, fruit from the tree in the Garden of Eden. But did you know before they even sinned, it was their lack of trust in God which led them to sin? Let me explain that. You see, God had told Adam and Eve that they couldn't eat the fruit from that tree, and if they did, they would die. And they trusted God. So they stayed well clear of it. But then Satan comes along and he says, no, you won't die. If you eat that fruit, you won't die. In fact, you'll have knowledge. And so what Adam and Eve do is they took the trust that they had in God and they trusted Satan instead. And as we know, that led them to sin and be separated from God. Here's my point. See, when we place our trust in the world, it separates us from God. But when we place our trust in God, it draws him and his miracles near. So where do we start? We start by trusting God with our everyday needs and struggles. You say you struggle to give generously. And I'm not just talking about tithing and offering. I'm talking about giving to a friend in need or even a stranger. If you struggle, then maybe it's because you're, you're, you're placing your trust in your money to give you security and comfort instead of placing your trust in God to give you security and comfort. Maybe you struggle to set aside a time every day to pray. Maybe that's because you don't actually trust that God will give you the miracle that you need. Instead, you place your trust in investing your time and efforts in making the miracle happen for yourself. Maybe you struggle with an addiction, whether it be alcohol, drugs, pornography, or even violence. You know, maybe it's because you're placing your trust in these things to heal and fulfill you instead of placing your trust in God to heal and fulfill you. Now, please hear my heart. I know all these things are real struggles which we may face. But come on, church, we serve a real God who has real power and real healing and real provision for all our real needs. Amen? I want to challenge you. If you want to have fearless faith, yes. 
then you need to start trusting God with every area of your life. That means trusting Him with your finances, to give you more than enough, to bring that husband or that wife your way, to bring the good group of friends around you, to help you kick that addiction. We need to trust God with every area of our life. You know, when we can learn to trust God with everything, we begin to become bold and confident. After all, we're created in the image of God. And God is not a timid and nervous God, right? He is bold and He is confident. He created the universe in all of its glory. He created something as weird and wonderful as a peacock. Have you ever wondered why God created a peacock? Why not? He's bold. He is out there. We need to trust beyond the fear. Number two, we need to hear beyond the fear. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, faith comes from hearing. Someone say hearing. hearing. Come on, say it louder. Say hearing. hearing. Hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So faith comes from hearing the message. What's the message? It's the word of God. So faith comes from listening to what is written in the Bible. We cannot get faith any other way. See, we need to learn and choose to become people of faith and not people of fear. See, if we're people of faith and not fear, we do not walk by what we see and let it dictate and defeat us. No, we hear the promises of God and what we're hearing is always greater than what we're seeing. See, when you're listening to the words that are written in the Bible, what you're hearing will always be a contradiction to what you're seeing. You see, faith is seeing defeat, but hearing victory. I'll say it again. Faith is seeing defeat, but hearing victory. But you need to be listening to the right place. Maybe you, you struggle to have faith in your workplace. Can I encourage you tomorrow morning, when you're driving to work, change the radio station in your car from my FM to Life FM and allow God's word to be spoken over you as you go to work because faith comes from hearing the message. So anything else we're listening to is just pointless. It may be entertaining, but it's not growing the spirit of faith within us. Try listening to podcasts and messages that speak truth and life into your situations and help you to renew your mind. Now that's also important, renewing our minds because who knows, our thoughts dictate what we listen to. And we've all had those thoughts and voices in our mind that are negative and when we start listening to those negative thoughts, we start believing all the negative things that the world says about us, right? That, that you're not good enough. You're not rich enough. You're not smart enough. You're not beautiful enough. We need to renew our mind. And the Bible says the way we do that is by reading the Word of God. So renewing our mind comes from reading the Word of God and faith comes from hearing the Word of God. Are you seeing the pattern here today, church? The reality is if you want to have fearless faith in your uni, in your workplace, in your school, in your family, in your friends, then all you need to be doing is spending time in this, the Word of God. You see, everything in the world today makes it seem like we're defeated, but when we listen to the Word of God, we hear Jesus say, have peace, for I have overcome the world. You know, Jesus says in John 15 verse 18 that we are in the world, but not of the world. What does this mean? It means we may be in this world and watching this world, but we are a part of another world, the kingdom of heaven. So we may be seeing this world, but we're hearing heaven. So we may be seeing discouragement, but we're hearing encouragement. 
We may be seeing depression, but we're hearing joy. We might be seeing disease, but we're hearing healing. We might be seeing death, but we're hearing life. Come on, somebody. We might be seeing fear, but we're hearing faith. You see, the devil wants us to look at the state of the world and feel discouraged and defeated because then he knows we're no threat to him. We'll never reach our true potential given to us through our Heavenly Father. We'll never live a life of excellence. But when we can learn to look at the state of the world and listen to the Word of God, See, I hear I'm healed according to Isaiah 53. I hear I'm free according to the book of John, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I hear I'm blessed according to Deuteronomy. I hear that in all things according to Romans 8, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. I hear I'm anointed and blessed. That's what I hear. I know I'm seeing one thing in this world, but I'm hearing another. And I'm here this morning to tell you, Elam Hamilton, it doesn't matter what you're seeing in your own personal life because when you listen to the Word of God, what you hear has more power and more authority than anything in this world. And if you believe that this morning, would you give God some praise? We need to learn to live by faith and not by sight. You know, you may not receive your victory here on earth, but know you've already received your victory in heaven. Do you know what you hear when you put your ear to heaven? It is finished. I have won the victory. I have the breakthrough. I have the provision. See, in your mind, you'll have many different voices trying to destroy your faith. These are negative and paranoid thoughts. These are not from God. These are the words of the enemy to try and pull you down and discourage you. You've got to understand, church, there is a battle going on in your minds. There's a battle going on for your word, for the words, for your thoughts. And you need to start resisting the words of the enemy. When you start resisting the words of the enemy, all the powers of heaven come down and help you in your battle. You may not get there straight away, but you will get there if you keep resisting. Come on, church. God is saying it's time to start listening to what the Word of God says about your circumstances and not what you're seeing right in front of you. Come on, is this helping anybody this morning? Number one, we trust beyond the fear. Number two, we hear beyond the fear. And my third and final point for this morning, we praise beyond the fear. In Romans 4, verse 20, it's talking about Abraham. It says, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Church, you know that when you praise and give glory to God, it grows your faith. But it can be a sacrifice to praise God. It can be a burden sometimes to praise God, especially when we're struggling to see Him in our circumstances. But we need to learn to lift up our hands and praise. In the book of Exodus, there's a story where Moses is on the side of a large mountain, leading Israel in a great battle. It says he lifted up his hands and praised to God, and Israel began to win the battle. It goes on to say that he became weary and his arms began to fall and Israel began to lose the battle. Then those who were around Moses helped hold his hands on high and Israel won the battle. This is my point. Your praise will take you into your victory. 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 See, faith is praising God in the hard times. 
When we're praising God, we're taking our focus off our situations and we're placing them on God. And as long as our focus is on God, we're growing the spirit of faith within us. But if our focus is on our negative circumstances, we're giving the power to the enemy where those circumstances came from. No, we need to take our focus and the power from the enemy and put it on God. So God has all the power and the enemy will have to flee. I'll finish with this thought. In Luke 10 verse 19, Jesus said, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I want you to notice there the words snakes, serpents and scorpions. You see, serpents, they strike you with their heads, but scorpions, they strike you with their tails. What Jesus is saying here, church, is that heads or tails, you win. Whatever life throws at you, if it lands on the good side, you win. If it lands on the bad side, guess what? Heads or tails, you win. Whatever life throws at you, as long as you're trusting in God, you will overcome it. As long as you're walking by faith and not by sight and listening to the promises that are in God's Word, you will have your victory. You know, when God asked me to leave the police, He was essentially asking me to leave my security and my comfort. That's why it was so hard for me. That's why I had so much fear. But I had to learn to trust God, even though I didn't understand it. I had to, even though I was unsure, I had to find assurance by reading the promises in God's Word. And I had to praise God, even though I didn't yet see why. And I'm not living a life of excellence, but I'm on that journey, that pathway to a life of excellence. And the only reason I am is because I step beyond my fear by stepping up in faith. And I wanna encourage you, church, maybe you were here last week as Ant started the series, the, The Pursuit of Excellence. And you're thinking, man, yeah, I'd love to live an excellent life. I'd love to live the life that God has called me to live. And you've been taking notes last week. You've been taking notes this week, this morning. But if you were to be honest with yourself, you know that there's some fear that's stopping you from stepping out in the fullness of what God has for you. There's some unforgiveness or some hurt or some wound on your heart that's stopping you from stepping past that fear into a life of excellence. In just a moment, I'm gonna get my wonderful wife to come up and pray for us. But just before she does, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I want you to take a moment. Don't worry about the person sitting either side of you, but just search your heart. Search your heart and be honest with yourself and with God. Is there fear? Maybe it's fear of the past or unforgiveness of something that's happened in the past. Maybe it's the fear of something you're going through now or maybe it's the fear of the future. Whatever it is, that is a roadblock, a stumbling block, stopping you from living the life that God has called you to live. So would you just take a moment, take the next few moments, search your heart, be honest with yourself and identify what is that fear that's stopping you from living a life of excellence. 
Amen. Church, can we just stand to our feet all together? If you feel comfortable and if you feel comfortable, won't you just lift up your hands right now? The presence of God is here. Thank you, Lord. In your own words right now, why don't you take a moment just to lift up your voice to the King of Kings right now, to the Lord of Lords. Why don't you just thank Him right now in your own words for your breakthrough, for what He's gonna do. Thank you, Jesus. We lift you up, God. We praise you, Father. Father God, we thank you as we've heard this morning that heads or tails, we win. That victory is ours in Jesus' Name. That we don't need to fight for victory because we've got the victory in Jesus' Name. That as children of God, we stand victorious. So Father God, right now, we lift up every circumstance, every situation right now, God, we give it all over to You. Father, right now, I pray for every person that's walked into this place. Lord God, maybe where they walked in and hopes gone. Lord God, we pray for hope to be ignited right now in Jesus' Name. Lord God, those who have lost their faith. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that faith would be ignited in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray right now for discouragement to be broken in Jesus' Name. And God, every discouraged heart would be encouraged right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we know that when You step in, things shift. When You step in, things change. Father God, even the woman with the blood, she said, if I could just touch the robe of Jesus, I'll get my miracle. If I could just touch Jesus, something will change. Right now, I believe God's just saying, as you call out to Him, something's gonna shift. You're gonna walk out different. Lord God, right now in Your presence, we thank You for Your Word, Lord. It changes things. Father God, right now we come against depression as well. Father, we break depression in Jesus' Name. We thank You, God. Your Word says that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. Father God, we pray right now, God, for every person in the place that's dealing with fear. Father, we pray right now, Your Word, 2 Timothy 1, 7, You've not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. Father God, right now together, we pray for a new boldness to come upon every one of us, a God confidence that only comes from the King of Kings. Father, we thank You that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So Father, as we go back to our workplaces, as we go back to our neighbourhoods, our community, Father, we pray that You would be with us. We pray for a new boldness. We pray that You'd help us to walk out and feel faith. Lord, as we talk about the pursuit of excellence, that we would be children of God that would represent You in excellence. Lord God, that whatever we do, we would do with our best. So Father, I pray right now, God, for every one of us. Lord, um, as we deal with um, with words as well of, of the devil, Father, we come against those lies right now in Jesus' Name and we break them, Father God. We thank You for Your Word, that it's true, that what You say You'll do, You will do in Your Word. So Father God, we thank You right now for what You've done in this place. We Thank You for who You are, that You're faithful time and time again, that we stand victorious as children of God. And if you believe that right now, would You give God some praise? Come on, you lift Him up. Why don't You praise Him? Thank You, Lord. We thank You, Jesus. Amen.